Hey, good morning, pal. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, despite dropping some hot coffee on my foot. So, <laughs> it's, it's not even funny, but I don't know why I snickered. I'm sorry. <laughs> How, how's your How's your foot? On fire. <laughs> but it's awake. It's awake. It's caffeinated. <laughs> okay. Well, today on Let's Laugh and Show podcast, I invited um, Pell, Pell, Pell TA back today. Um, Pell has been on several times, and I even asked Pell to become a contributor for the podcast. Pell, and what'd you say? Uh, I don't know. I'm here, so I guess I must have said yes. <laughs> 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 Listen, my foot is on fire. You try to get me to remember stuff from a week ago or whatever. <laughs> put your foot in a bucket of ice water. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> um, nah, I like I like I like the idea of you know touching base. Um, you know, talking, uh, sharing ideas mindfulness laughing you know that's what we need we need community through unity and only comes through communication so yeah you know definitely so you said yes uh yeah that was a long way of saying yes i was trying to sound smart (laughs) it worked (laughs) (laughs) it definitely worked how um before this conversation it just kept popping in my mind i want to call you the the notorious p-e-l can I do that? I mean, you already did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm just being silly. No, no, no. By all, by all means. I mean, sometimes, you know, I feel a little notorious. Sometimes um, notorious. Yeah, I mean, life is, life is, life is great. Like, honestly, life is great. Of course, I'd rather, I'd rather have, uh, the winning Mega Millions number, you know, ticket number, you know, but, um... Are you playing? No. Okay. No, I know you gotta be in it to win it. Yeah. I was in it a couple of times, and I was like, I'm like, I'm I'm striking out every time. Mm, I've heard several stories of people winning when they stuck with it, and I've been thinking about maybe possibly, you know, playing i don't know but yeah i'm not gonna yeah go I, i've known some people that that have won you yeah. know um i think like a hundred grand or something like that and then you know like smaller numbers like a thousand or whatever my cousin has won a couple of times like a thousand here or whatever i think the most he won was like 10 grand mm. uh but i dare not uh try to calculate how much money has been spent on trying to get to the 10 grand the one you know Mm-hmm. So, um, but to your original question, life is great. Um, great, what I feel is a great perspective of, I feel like a lot of us, we start traveling ex- to our exterior of things that we feel like we need and that we want, you okay. know, not just materialism, but we put our, our faith in other people. Mm. And I've just been doing a lot of inward uh, introspection, so it's just good. As 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 deep as you go externally, is as deep as you go internally. So you know, I've just, I'm I'm in a great space and great creative space. So, oh, I love that. I love that. Anything that you want to share with me that you're doing that you want people to know about? You got any projects coming out that you want to talk about? Yeah, the main one is trying to recoup my damn foot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um freaking love it. <laughs> uh, projects. Um, so I am the consummate Sagittarius, which is, you know, everybody's sign comes with a gift and a curse. You know, so I love to learn. That's what they say is one of the traits of a Sagittarius. Okay. But I also think that that's at your detriment because you're doing all this learning, you ain't doing a whole bunch of doing. <laughs> so, 
So um, I've been concentrating on doing some doing. Um, and so I'm coming out with a t-shirt brand by the name of Godwin, something that I've done in the past of 2005 with two friends of mine. Um, the brand was defunct in 20, 2008 when, you know, the last recession, some say it was a depression happened with the housing market. Okay. And I decided to bring it back now, but very, very limited edition runs of t-shirts. I'm, some of them I'm only doing 30. I'm treating it, it's, it's, an, it's an art project really. So everything is like hand curated uh, pieces that I'm hand drawing. I'm using all of my skill sets for, you know, things that I do. Some of it I do in a computer, but it always has my hand, my drawing hand yeah. and different styles involved. Uh-huh. And it's just turned into a love letter to my mother. Um, wow. You know, she passed away in, in 2015 and uh, kind of rocked me. And um, as I've been doing this, like, she's been permeating through some of the conversation. And I was like, wow, look at God. Mm-hmm. Look at the universe. Look at my ancestors coming down and nudging me this way. And I was like, well, if I see it, so I should do it. And then I just leaned into it. So I'm be offering my first uh, T-shirt. It's, it's titled Sankofa. And I don't know how many of y'all may out there in podcast world know what Sankofa is, but it's basically um, you got to give back to go forward. So if you're an older person, you got to make sure that you prepare uh, the younger people to do better than what we've than what you've done, what our ancestors have done. It's like paying it forward to your lineage in your future. And it's represented by a bird with an egg in his mouth. So that's my first offering. And every t-shirt is limited edition. Comes with a certificate of authenticity because this is more an art project than a t-shirt project. Got it. Okay. That sounds really cool, pal. Where where can we find the t-shirts? I will... By the time the... It'll be... um, the website is made by Godwin, M A D E B Y G O D W I N dot com. Mm-hmm. So you can go there, you'll see it. You can read a, a little bit about me. Uh, you can read a lot about the brand, like all of why I picked this particular label material and why I how I designed the certificate and how I did the packaging and how every piece of this this experience is hand curated by me you know I have 20 years in fashion and also have created been a creative director for a couple of you know big fashion companies mm-hmm. so I'm bringing all of that huh I'm sorry pal tell me some of the um some of the projects you've done. I posted it on social media on our first conversation, but it'd be nice if people could hear like you tell us like a lot of the projects that you did because you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff I actually forgot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going through my website, I was like, oh, oh, Sugar Snaps, I did that? Oh, damn, I forgot. <laughs> um, uh, I've done... Uh, I was one of 50 artists that was drafted to do um, pictures for Michael Jordan's 50th birthday. Wow. I have done sneaker collaborations where my art was utilized with Fila and Reebok. Wow. Um, and the, the Fila collaboration was between Fila, Pepsi, and a friend of mine named Frank Cook. He's like super duper dope sneaker influencer and he actually worked at nike as well Mm -hmm. um i have done installation projects for travis scott for i forgot this columbia footwear um i have i painted i mean my biggest accolade for me is i painted on a 
a military plane doing nose art when I was in the military. Mm. That that nose art, that plane later became a collectible by the Franklin Mint. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the officer at the time that flew the plane, he was a consultant for the first Top Gun with Tom with Tom Cruise. Wow, pal. Yeah, guy by the name of he passed away. His name was a uh, Dale Snort, Captain Dale Snort Snodgrass. Okay. And um, yeah, he he passed away. Um, other stuff that I've 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 done Sean John Boys. I've made toys. I've uh, I've um. Worked for streetwear companies like Ten Deep and Mighty Healthy back in the days. I've done a lot of denim for different brands. Uh, currently, I'm creative director at a sales agency and for Kappa. That's the the brand with the man and the woman sitting back to back. Everybody thinks it's two women, but it's a man and a woman sitting back to back. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, Italian. It's really an Italian heritage soccer brand from 1967. Okay. You know, so I mean, and a bunch of other stuff that I can't fully remember right now. <laughs> I mean, and when my mother passed away, I put up sixty-two pieces of artwork commemorating her. These roses with two hearts in them, mm-hmm. um, from New York all the way to California. Wow! In places that either we, she had been we have been together or in places that I wish that she had gone to. Okay. Yeah. Wow, pal. Yeah. Okay. What's your, you are a multidisciplinary artist. What do you like to do most? Um, evidently not make coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Because my leg is still, (laughs) now I'm joking, it's subsided. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably swollen. Yeah, but I, I definitely cannot be a Starbucks barista. <laughs> For real. Um, sorry. What are you saying? No, what do I no, like to do? Okay. No, you should put put your foot in the ice bath or something. Pal. I mean, I will. I probably will after this, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it woke you up though, right? You said you were sleeping. Oh. Hell yeah, that had me jumping, had me jumping for joy. You would have think that I was doing a praise dance. <laughs> oh, I Hallelujah, yeah. Um, what? So the question was, sorry, uh, what do I like to do? Yeah, what's what do you you're, like? You've named all these different things. You designer, um artists like what if you could just do one of those things for the rest of your life what, I mean, what is your what I, do you I don't I, I don't I don't think that I could do one thing I okay I prayed on being able to just hyper focus on one thing mm-hmm. and I, I just haven't been, been able to really do that because again uh I love the learning you know um I just need to create so I've also been a contributor for Penthouse Magazine. Oh wow! Doing, doing, yeah, I did for like three and a half years. I did full page editorial <clears throat> artwork, like you know, social political stuff, mm-hmm. and they gave me kind of carte blanche. So I just, I just need to be able to like draw and create. You know, I paint. I'm painting. Lord willing, by first second quarter next year i want to do a show i have people who are ready like really pushing me okay. um what i like to do most in anything it's not really about the medium that i do it i just like to evoke conversation in people because i feel like art in general is for the beholder right. and the first beholder is the actual artist right, right? so mm-hmm. you're having a conversation with this idea that you have initially and then you're like putting it on whatever medium you're using and you're like, oh, okay. But then it's also having a conversation with you, like how um, Bob Ross used to say, we make happy, you're making happy mistakes, mm. right? And these mistakes are part of the conversation. And you're like, oh, you did this line. You're like, oh, okay. I didn't mean to do that really. Like, yeah, this is interesting. Well, let's make that a treat. Why not? 
right? Mm-hmm. Or you change the position of something slightly. Uh, I don't think that you get that same malleability. I don't even know if that's a real word, but we're going to go with it. It sounds like uh, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll just go with it. I, I, would, I would Google it right now, but y'all would hear me typing. But, <laughs> you know, it's not as malleable as um, when you're doing, like, real portraiture. can't be as expressive and dynamic. But I like for people to have conversation through the subject matter. The same way that I'll talk to you and these ideas are going back and forth. Because mm-hmm. in past shows that I've done... You know, I've asked people, like, what they think about the art, what do they get from it? And they would give me some conversation that's, like, totally different than what I was thinking. And I was like, damn, you made me sound smart. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to use that in my next art talk. You know, so that's that's the main thing is just evoking conversation because I think that everybody has a book inside of them and something to say. Absolutely. And when you look when you look at art, you're you're acknowledging a piece of yourself with the way that you see the art. That's your lens and your and, and your purview is coming through um, with how you critique it. So, got it. Okay. Well, you've mentioned but on one of our previous conversations, you brought up the fact that you were Sagittarius. What should we know about Sagittarius? I don't know. They like to. They like to roam <laughs> really yeah they like to roam they like to travel um i've read that they're hard to lock down in a relationship but when you do you know it's kind of super loyal um you very said you read that we're talking about your first your experience you are i mean self. i mean like some of that stuff you could read into it i think you could read into anything right but uh my thing is I mean, some of the things I think align to it, I can read into it is, like to learn, uh, like to travel. I like to, you know, and and that probably comes with the traveling because you get to learn and experience new things. I've done a lot of traveling in my life and I think that those are the things that have had uh, really, I think travel is so important, especially for children. Yeah, I agree. You you know, you need to expose, I need to be exposed to a lot and take it in because I have a thousand questions wherever I'm at like in fashion I didn't go to school for this I was in the military doing electronics and then I got happened you know by the grace of God I happened to get a job in in Virginia with a company and they took me in and I literally learned I didn't know the computer I didn't know anything I just you know could get busy drawing and he just you know he had faith in me and I learned on the cutting room floor of factories in Asia through, you know, I I was traveling to Hong Kong, to Taiwan, to Korea, to India, like non-stop. Yeah, when you shared that with me before, I was like, wow, that was a, so do you feel like that was a destiny moment for you? Um... I don't know if it I don't even know if I believe in that team. Mm, okay. You, but you, know, you did say that the that in our previous conversation you kind of shared with me that you didn't feel <clears throat> a lot of the things that your family was pushing for you to do wasn't you. And you were nah. you felt like you were a creative. So for you to go yeah. straight from the military into doing that that sounds to me like it was somewhat of a destiny moment like you know you were redirected into going into what you what has propelled you to be who you are today um malleability is a word just looked it up i knew it was that's why it sounds like but um you know um no, first generation born here in the United States from Caribbean parented, like they want you to have what they consider to be the American dream. Okay. You know, so at that time they wasn't even teaching you the language that they spoke in on the islands. In the islands. They they wanted you to 
to wholeheartedly become what they considered American, right? right. Mm-hmm. And which is a gift and a curse because you like you're losing these identifiable components that make you everybody special. But this is what made your community special, your family special, yeah. and you right. And then you're trying to kind of become kind of invisible. Yeah, you right. Know, just <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, and then you know. They're very blue collar. It's very. It was very blue collar thinking at the time, and I think that was across the board. That wasn't just like, but especially trying when you're trying to fit in. It's like hard work. You need to be, you know, one. At first, it starts like lawyer, doctor, accountant, whatever, like all of that stuff. But then it's like civil worker. Like the majority of of a job that they would push on you was. Yo, you need to try to get into some kind of civil job that it's never gonna go away, right? And that I, my family never really, for me, they never pushed lawyer, doctor, whatever on me, and I was just, you know, kind of floating a bit. And uh, so when I went to the military, it was like my step, my mother, my father, my stepfather. They all had like these blue collar jobs. Like my mother was a correction officer. My stepfather was a, a mechanic for the United Nations, and he used to travel like from here to Morocco and all that stuff. Oh, cool! And then yeah, and then my dad, he was a diesel mechanic for a civilian contractor for the Air Force, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they were all pushing me like military, military, military. You gotta remember, like this is like the height of fucking drugs in the United States, like, crack was popping. Right? Okay. So, it's like, get out these streets, go do something, and have some structure. You need structure. Mm -hmm. And, because everybody, the world was, like, on fire and crumbling around me. Everybody who was my age, they were getting killed, they were going to jail, you know, and it was like, and I'm out there hanging with them, like you know, I, I like I won't say like a dummy, but we follow what our peers do. So if you, all your boys is wearing red sneakers, you want a pair of red sneakers too. So all of them are hanging on the corner, you hanging on the corner too. Some of them happen to be pitching crack, you know what I'm saying? So when the if the boys, if the cops jump up on you, y'all all all of us is going in. So I was like putting myself in harm's way, not really thinking about the harm's way. But my mom was, because, you know, an officer, she was a correction officer. So she, she got to see um, some of the aftermath of you being incarcerated and what happens from you. You know, she worked at Rikers Island, famous jail in New York. Mm-hmm. So um, me wanting to draw, she was, you know, the old adage of, hey, the only artist to make money a dead artist. It just kept on permeating in our conversations. I remember even sometimes she threw away my art. Because wow. I used to draw like I used to draw comic book stuff, you know, people with guns and shooting and the guy with the powers shooting out the powers and she was like, Why can't you just draw flowers? I was like, Nobody wants to read a comic book about flowers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so it was like it's it's parents trying to your parents are always trying to protect you. Well, good parents, anyway. They're trying to protect you, right? Mm-hmm. They want you to do better than what, they, again, at Sankofa. They want to make sure that you do better than what they did before. They want they want to make themselves giants so that you're on their shoulders and you can see even further than what they saw, right? Okay. Standing on the, on, on the shoulders of the giants. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, I went into the military because also I was working at Wendy's and uh, I realized, like, this is not the wave. And I tried to get into Parsons at the time, and I just wasn't prepared. There was, like, major budget cuts at the time. Uh, the school that I went to, my mother wouldn't let me go to the school of my choice because the school of my choice was in Manhattan. I had to wake up at 6 o'clock. She was so paranoid, you know. She was kind of like uh, what we probably consider a helicopter mom, but she also was a correction officer so she was a helicopter mom but it was like a military helicopter with armament that was my mother 
my mother would talk to dudes on the block that were hustling like yo stay away from my son oh like, wow yeah my mom would tell them straight up like my friends was like I don't like you I don't like you hanging around my son. Wow. <laughs> like, yo she was she was no joke <clears throat> you know <clears throat> and dudes on and dudes on my block they, I mean it's the truth they, they they were like damn yeah they see my mom turn the corner like god damn gotta go <laughs> gotta go yeah. you know and it was kind of like embarrassing for me or whatever I mean you know it's also part of indirect tough love but with the art thing I went to the military and I got to fall in love with art because I was able to do what I wanted to do and I had bread I had like you know a little bit of military money it ain't really nothing but I was able to go to art store get some supplies that had art supplies in there and then when I went into when I went on the boat I was airbrushing t-shirts and doing portraits for people you know yeah so I was like yo you don't want to get that that dear John letter and for those that you know young she used incarcerated in the military away in college or whatever anyway away from your sweetheart for a significant amount of time you know (laughs) the local dude who ain't doing nothing, or he out and about, you know, he getting with your girl. So she wanted to send you a letter saying it's over. And you you out, you know, in the middle of the ocean, you like, God damn. So I was like, yo, you want to get that dear John letter, you better send her a portrait of herself, or you and her, you better send her this airbrush t-shirt. And that's so how I made my money. You were even doing that in the military. Yeah, I was hustling. That's how I got my first car. Wow. My, fir- my first car... I put down, I don't know how much I put down on that first car, but I only pay, had to pay for less than one year um, <clears throat> for it before I got the title. Okay. That's how much I was hustling. But I was like on the art road. I was like, yo, this is, you know, I didn't go to school for art. And then when I got my job, designing I was on my way out the military so I never went to school for fashion or for art you know I I just landed into it and it's perseverance it's destiny to me it sounds like destiny because okay yeah it to me just sounds like everything was a destiny moment that took you know your path well I'll take that yeah I believe I will say, I do believe that we are destined to things. I think that though we are able to negotiate, unfortunately, a different direction because we do have free will. I believe that the Lord wants something. The Lord always wants something great for you, right? The the universe wants what's great for you. Um, And if you do not get to a, a higher state, you know, you're bound to have to repeat it's like repeating repeating a, a class you didn't pass you got to come back yeah yeah you gotta do that. it again yeah unfortunately i've seen that happen yeah. so you're definitely right about repeating classes this is i mean life is school life is school. Yeah. yeah 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 um let's see you know while you were while you were talking, I was thinking about, I was listening to what you're saying, and I'm definitely glad that you're sharing that with me. Um, but I was, my mind was kind of going in a different direction. So I'm wondering, how, what do you think about, <laughs> what, what do you think about dating sites? What do, I, what, what do you mean when I think about them? I think that they're think very well, des- I think they're very well designed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that's um, your- I mean, what do I think about them? Like, do I think that they work? Yeah, do you, you know, what do you just, what are your thoughts on, on people uh, meeting on dating sites? I think that that's the wave. Like, okay. I've met, I've, I've been on a dating site before. Okay, oh, you um, have? Yeah, yeah, I okay. met, um, <laughs> I became a further statistic being on dating sites. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my uh, children's uh, mothers, I've met them on dating sites, yes, I said them, as in two. Um, I didn't know that, wow, okay. Yeah, so, um, 
you know, I mean, I I am not on any of them right now. I'm I'm not on on nothing and looking for nothing right now. Like, okay. No, uh, no. But, it was just but, a general question. About no, no, no. Not, but but no, I'm gonna delve in. You know me when we have our conversations offline. I'm an open book. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, I believe in them. Um, I learned a lot about myself when I was on dating sites. I, I was only on eHarmony, right? So a friend of mine, he was like, yo, he knows that I, I would stay in the house. I'm not like loungy guy. Only time I really go out is if I'm networking, right? But when I say that I, being Sagittarius, like to like travel or whatever, like I like to travel destination-wise, going to the Caribbean. I also like to just walk around and just people watch right but mm-hmm. i'm also very shy like i'm not walking up to you like my friend told me she was... yeah i'm shy like i'll i mean i'll talk i'll talk to anybody about business <laughs> don't get it twisted and um you know i, I think i'm kind of funny you know uh not too funny looking but don't don't let me make a pot of coffee for you because <laughs> you may get burned too but but you know the the thing is I'm shy like I mean like most men majority of men are shy because men get shot down way more than women do. Okay. So you know I just um I learned a lot about myself because some of the things that I thought that I needed I went onto the dating site right after I was married for eight and a half years wound up getting a divorce and that was you know I look back at it it was just. Uh, immaturity, lack of the ability to really communicate and know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And and I think that most of us, we don't have tutelage when it comes to finding our match, right? Because most of our parents, they may not be married or, you know, divorce is very common now. That's like going to go get a, pick a, a pair of sneakers. It's like, oh, I don't like this one. Oh, I don't like Whatever, right? And uh-huh. I personally think the more the more mates that you have, um, the harder it's gonna be for the next person because one, you're gonna be always it's gonna be a lot of comparison between all of the people that came before them, possibly. Uh-huh. And you know, we we're looking for people who aren't flawed. And the the more things that you go through is the more like romance romantic damage that we've gone through so uh when i went on these sites my friend was like yo you should go you should go you should go and i was like mm. he goes listen you're willing to roll dice on being at a bar or a restaurant or whatever grocery store and randomly bumping into somebody in the produce aisle and this thing is telling you that these people are aligned with you with the things that you're interested in it make it kind of like makes it a little bit better as far as like a true match and he was like yo only go on eHarmony you don't go on to the other ones he's like eHarmony get you know people who are like probably more equally yoked towards what I was looking for so I was like okay good and this was like <laughs> this is 2013 so mind you this is like over 10 years ago so you know I'm on it meeting people and it's a lot of executive women and uh, women who are like teachers and just very professional and um it was it was great but I really got to learn a lot about myself of yo one dating is a job I also think that these dating sites they kind of numb us from what we are used to if you was used to being in the physical world just like hollering at somebody this thing you become a kid in a candy store because every day they're giving you like 10 more women and 20 more women and you know you got all these options and you just holler 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 and then you're going on dates and you're talking to these people and you're making connections but it's like oh here comes another 10 and it's like when do you cut off the faucet you know does that does that make you not focus on the one that you went on the date with because you're lining up another one how does that i mean eventually yes but when i first went on it like the first girl that i really like zoned into yeah i was like okay i'm done i found her like okay time to get off of this thing (laughs) right i was like it did what it was supposed to do right Uh and as i got to know her and these little nuances first first of all she 
didn't 100% look like what she did on the joint, right? So I said to my homie, like, yo, what's good with it? He goes, he goes, oh, you got caught out there a little bit. You know, this is for the term catfish and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it wasn't like her face wasn't, but she was, she would take pictures at a particular angle. Mm-hmm. So she looked, she was shorter than, you know, what I thought she was. Because some people exaggerate about their height by two inches. And to them, that's a big deal. No wonder and, you always ask people how tall they are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, now it's to put things into a bit more perspective because I have an understanding of height way better. You know, I'm 6'3". How I'm tall was she, though? Maybe she was like 5'4 or something like that. But she was also like, look, y'all about to, I don't want to get hit with cancel culture, but she was a little bit bigger than what I opinion that you showed me. Right? But, you, but you I liked totally, her. You totally blurred out. You said she was what? She was mm, a little bit bigger than what, you know, you know, her ankles were a little like, you know, like, like calves. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, at one point I was like, uh, but I, but I liked her personality because we did a lot of talking and I ain't thirsty. So we did a lot of talking, talked on the phone or woo, woo, woo. like, I'm not on some how can I, you know, knock you down? And I'm, I'm not on that. I may be shy, but after we break the ice of talking, like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, if I know that you like me or whatever, I'm good. Like, you know, um, but I really liked it. But then it was just like other, like, it was just other things of this personality just really all the way, I don't think, Matt. And it was like, um, couple like little bossy tendencies because I mean I know that you're an executive but I don't work for you mm-hmm. and and that's one thing that I'm not not gonna fall into I'm not I'm not in the military no more I'm not being 100% compliant to what like we're not doing that mm-hmm. you know so I just was like hey. then I went back you know I was on it again and I was like okay because now alright now I've uh, I spun the block I know how this works now so so then I was like okay I need to my friend was like yo if you notice that a girl she's taking a picture but you never see her left arm you gotta think to yourself like this maybe she don't got one <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute yeah. and I was like I was like oh shit <laughs> you know wait a minute pal yeah so, so. so you need full so you need full length photos that shows every I uh, mean extremity. I mean, yeah, you want to get an idea. But my thing, too, is, like, when I meet you, I'm going to assess you, right? And if it ain't if it ain't what it is, then it ain't what it is. I mean, I could dig it. Like, just because you have a great personality doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, be coupled, like, all the way energetically. So, you know, and some people I'm, I'm still friends with that I've never had any relationship with. Mm-hmm. relations that you just, met on dating sites yeah yeah it was just oh, like wow. could, could, could you meet people that you're genuinely when you start having these conversations like oh you're into this you're into this okay and y'all just become you become cool it's like yo either we're gonna go into friend zone or we're going into we're gonna test the waters and you know um you know so in in that uh you, I've met some amazing people. I've also realized that some of the things that I thought were important for me for a partner mm-hmm. weren't as important. You know, because you make this like we have these, this laundry list in our brain. But for me, uh, what really stood out is that I need a triple threat, which is, and I went in thinking this, right? I want in looking for a triple threat is like, you want to have somebody who first, y'all are friends. Y'all truly become friends before you become romantic. But then you have this romantic, intimate person as well, right? And the person's able to kind of not, maybe not fully code switch between being your friend and being your your romantic partner mm-hmm. in the sense that they can take themselves out of the equation sometimes mm-hmm. and just give you um, their synopsis of a situation that may not be a situation that's about the home and the relationship like about you at work 
mm-hmm. and, re- and really being able to say, hey, this is what I think is best for you in this in this yeah, sense. You- and, and also holding you accountable, right? Yeah, someone that you can counsel each other, actually. Yes, yes, yeah. y'all fill each other's buckets up, you yeah. know, uh-huh. and not just one person is always taken away from another person's bucket and kind of draining. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other thing is also um, have, have the person should be a partner. Yeah. And a partner in the sense of your wishes, hopes, and dreams, they are a thought partner in this space. They are probably also very consoling in that as much as a business partner would be. So going into that, I really held close to that lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that I really that wasn't important to me was somebody I was like a boss chick like I really didn't care about that type of stuff like I was originally on some yo she's rocking I'm rocking and I want somebody who just genuinely wants to be around me and um when we understand that we're career driven we're individuals right but we're not allowing that to take away from our time <clears throat> together and that we realize that it's both of us versus the world and we're not coming into our space with that energy of the world into our space because that really like it, 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 it's a weight it's a weight that you encumber and um you know when somebody's coming in with that energy and they're used to being a VP of a company and they, you know, and they barking orders at you, like, I ain't really built for that. So, um, you know, and also I, I guess it's kind of like from being married that it's and and maturing and understand my lack of communication mm-hmm. in that space, mm-hmm. you know, and it was both of us because communication is, is a dual thing, right. but I really did realize like there were things that I could have communicated better in mm-hmm. and it's it's what you say and how you say it it's your, dic- it's your diction and your syntax you know <clears throat> and your tone so yeah that was a long way right <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the future I don't think you get away from it like these kids that's what it is you're gonna have the next the next wave of kids this is what it's going to be. Unfortunately, they're not going to know how to like just talk to somebody in the street. They're like, oh my God, can I text you? <laughs> like, yeah. No, but I think it's just across the board. It's not just, but I, I don't know if, 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 uh, I think you and I are in the same, uh, you know, demographics. Um, I don't necessarily think, I think that maybe the next generation isn't necessarily on dating sites. I don't know. Um, I don't really, I haven't really had conversations really about it, but I do know people in our demographics, they are um, um, on dating sites. And that's what just, I'm glad I asked because I didn't know that you met um, people that you actually have been in relationships with on. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was on there to have a relationship. I was yeah. on there to like, I like being in a relationship. You know, my cousin, my cousin calls me a sucker for love. (laughs) You know, he's like, oh, sucker for love. I mean, I mean, I like it. I feel like I thrive in a relationship. Yeah, we're made for relationships. We're made for relationships. We're made for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't think there's nothing as beautiful as waking up next to somebody who cares about you we talked about this offline like unconditionally yeah that you freaking love that yeah do have that real real unconditional no matter what it is yeah that um that unconditional love is real yeah and then you wake up and you're looking at them like oh look how they sleeping then they wake up and they look at you they see you looking at them and they're like damn this motherfucker's been watching me like a creepy creepster (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely understand what you're saying about yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I don't know. I don't know, pal. You have any questions? Anything you want to talk about on my end? Anything you'd like to know? Well, have you been on dating sites? And if you yeah. have, how have they been for you? 
I have um, been on dating sites. Um, when I moved to Georgia, um, my I had a conversation um, with Peter Dawson, and he met his wife on a dating site, right? And him and I just struck up a conversation and he told me that, you know, I told him that I wasn't dating because at the time I hadn't been dating at all. I hadn't been dating in like five or six years, actually. I pulled myself out of the dating scene for that long. And then when I moved here, um, it was about five years at the time, actually not six yet, but it was five years. And I thought about like, God, I wasted, I'm not going to say I wasted years, but I took myself out of dating, I think, too long. Um, but anyway, um, we had a conversation and he told me he met his wife and then I did get on a, a dating site at the time. Um, and mm, I met somebody the same birthday as mine, actually, on the dating site. Him and I had amazing chemistry as far as just laughing and talking. Like it felt we had amazing, amazing chemistry, um, but it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. We didn't mesh. It didn't didn't go anywhere um, beyond our first meeting and oh wow yeah we didn't didn't go anywhere beyond our first meeting and um I've met a couple other people on dating sites uh maybe one one other two maybe one other person um from a dating site um so, yeah, I don't, um, I would be more, I think I'm lean more towards meeting someone in person now, um, versus a dating site, but I'm still open to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see myself going on those anytime soon, or in general, like, also, my I'm just in a different uh, space and place. Yeah, I'm not really. Right. I'm not really thinking about that necessarily. Nothing um, wrong. Yeah, my thing is, um, it'll happen how it's supposed to happen. That's how if I feel. Yeah, That's if it's, exactly if, how it's I feel. if it's on that or me bumping into somebody at the airport. But right now, I'm just focusing on. You know, I got <clears throat> I have three projects that I'm working on. I told you about one with the clothing, but I'm also painting mm-hmm. and I'm working on something in the tech arena, right? So, okay. uh, you know, and I'm taking a lot of meetings for that with schools and stuff like that. So um, it's it's just, a, it's a lot that's going on in my life mm-hmm. that's fun and I'm enjoying myself. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying myself and uh, the the spaces that I share with um, uh, any special people is something that I really want to like also reserve it away from the social medias and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't blame as, <clears throat> as well because I don't feel like I need to make you know announcements in 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 those realms. People feel like it isn't real if it's not documented there and I'm kind of on some Dave Chappelle put your phone away and enjoy the experience absolutely be present absolutely yeah 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 I agree I agree well pal I'm a I don't know I don't know is there anything else that you'd it's Saturday morning. We've been on. We've been chatting for over an hour now. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? You know, as um, contributor to Let's Laugh and Share podcast now. Uh, <laughs> I just want everybody to please enjoy life, nurturing their creativity. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What did you have um, big plans for today, pal? Uh, yeah. I mean. Every plan, every day is big to me. If I if I'm above ground breathing, it's another day for achieving. <laughs> so for this weekend, for this weekend, you know, I plan to paint. I'm working on my and I'm working on my projects. You know, I'm okay. just uh, I'm taking in some me time and a big thing that I want to do this weekend and <clears throat> this hit me. 
um, woke up and just, you know, I woke up to it is I'm going to pray and I'm going to give myself space to forgive myself. Oh, pal. Yeah. yeah. I love so, it. Yeah. You know what? How about that's what I said this morning? Yeah. I think that, I think that, and I'm coming to that place of, I've been feeling like I have a block from some greatness and it's probably been that I have not told myself that it's okay the space that I'm in right now yeah. and that I really forgive myself and I can move forward from this point forward yeah cause you it... go ahead I'm sorry nah that's it that's it yeah I, mine was this morning was about worthiness hmm. I, mine was this morning I, when I was my prayer, one of the things that I thought about, and I, you said forgiveness. Forgive, it was a mixture of that, but more for me, it was just knowing that I'm worthy of everything, that no matter what mistakes, no matter what challenges, no matter what it is, I'm still worthy of everything that God has for me. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, worthy. Yeah. You know, um, some I, I I hear people say that uh, that they're supposed to the word escapes me. They're supposed to um, get certain things in life. That these things is oops, they're uh, they do certain things, and I think that you do what you negotiate. You do you you do for what you work for. Nothing is obligated to you, and um, and we are all worth special things. But like just like they say, like faith without works, you know, yeah. we know mm-hmm. what that is that's nothing but a whole bunch of hot air. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you still gotta. We have to give ourselves grace. Yeah. Yeah. But see, we're going on to another tangent. No, no, no. (laughs) That's okay. That that piece, I think it needed to be added in there because we had a a, a pre-podcast conversation yesterday and we kind of touched on a lot of different things that we didn't talk about today, which is okay. Um, You know, we'll be talking again. So, Mm. um, you know. I hope that you enjoy your Saturday. Thanks so much for joining me on Let's Laugh and Share podcast today. Um, I always love talking to you, pal. I think that we have some really good conversations and um, I look forward to, um, I look forward to talking to you again. Ditto, kiddo. Enjoy. (laughs) All right. Thanks, pal. Take care. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.